Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome back to another episode of Z Nation After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about Season 5, Episode 7, Doc's Stoned History. We're hopping in the Wayback Machine, and we're going to be breaking down the episode, and we're joined by a very special guest. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz I'm getting flashbacks to the turn after show. It's been a while I regret nothing. It's been a while since I've talked American history on AfterBuzz. This is exciting. I do love that well, we can safely say that Abe Lincoln was not in the room where it happened. I don't know. That's not how I heard it. I saw it on TV, so it must be true. Yeah. I mean... That seems legit. <laughs> Checks out for me. Hey there, Z Nation fans. Welcome back to the Z Nation After Show. I'm Megan Salinas, and let's not waste any time. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. To her left, Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. Joining us in studio is our very, very special guest. You might know her as George from Z Nation, but we have here with us Katie O'Brien. Cannot wait to talk to you about this episode. This is such a fun one. Yeah. And uh, for all of you guys watching along, we are covering... Who are you? I already introduced myself at the top. Yes, I did. (laughs) I did. Mm -hmm. Did you... Did Doug get to you? Yep. It's California. It's fine. (laughs) I did. Uh, But we are going to be keeping an eye on the live chat for you guys. And for all of you following along on Twitter, we're going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVZNation. We want to hear your guys' thoughts on tonight's episode. So, yeah, guys, what did we think? Because for for me, I had a lot of fun with this because normally I don't get to see episodes... Uh, of shows like this um, outside of animation and sort of sitcoms. So it was fun to see to see Z Nation and to see Z Now I don't know which letter goes with what word. You're having some fun tonight. For sure. <laughs> I, I don't get to see episodes like this outside of animation and sitcoms, so it was fun to see Z Nation tackle a we're talking about the past episode. I feel like this is almost once per season for Doc now. Like... They figured out that Doc telling stories and us cutting away to people reenacting them is gold. And so we're doing it again. I loved it very, very much. Oh, yeah. And just between George and Doc's adventure and the Canadians, it was just... (laughs) There was one very, very sad moment, but it was hard to balance that with all of the joy. You don't usually <laughs> get a gut punch in comedy yeah. episodes. That was a deep gut punch, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. That hurt. Yep. Yeah, so Katie, was it fun filming this episode? Because a, oh, yeah. a lot of it was just in the car and just kind of chilling, it looked like. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of my favorite episodes for sure to film because, yeah, I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Got to sit in a car and listen to Russell tell stories all day. And we just, like, so Russell and I became really close because we stayed at the same hotel. We'd work out together. And uh, so just getting to film the scene with just him was 
so much fun. It was like a dream. And then the content being as ridiculous as it was made it twice as funny. And then getting to play with like being stone uh, was fun. And the uh, the apple pipe that they gave us that was, yeah. was actually super delicious. It was like snacks while you're filming. It was just the best. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would do again. I mean, Washington apples, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is true. This is true. Uh, Billy Jean Girl in chat says, George got stoned real quick. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And uh, I don't smoke in real life, so I would for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did a little practice beforehand, and it's, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> I do love just that little observation. She's like, cars used to have ashtrays? What for? <laughs> yeah. That's just, insane. Just that moment of, what? Yeah. And that was, it was such a silly moment in the script that it was real laughter because I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) One of those sweet summer child sort of moments. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then somebody made a comment, too. They're like, well, that year of Lincoln didn't have airbags. And I was like, well, imagine our surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Z Nation car manufacturing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what got (laughs) you. Yeah, it's always the little things. And I've... I've done that myself with other shows. Like, you had me right up until this. And this is the point where I went, are you kidding me? But shrug. Yeah. It's a nice car. I just love that someone knew that. And then to think back on car airbags in cars are a recent development. Yeah. Much like the helmet. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and we say it's an El Camino the whole time, and it's it's a Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Lincoln, and nobody leans into that? <laughs> what I love is that you said it was an El Camino when it was a Lincoln the whole time, and the thing that this person got fixated on was that that model of Lincoln right. didn't have airbags, yeah. and not that it was a Lincoln and not an El Camino. Yeah. It's like there's picking your battles, and then the, I, I don't even have a metaphor for this. That's just hilarious. Yeah, I, I just like that he scolded you kind of like a father or a grandpa. Like, if you put your feet up on there, yeah, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. And it's just like, when in the world does that ever actually happen? Lo and, and behold. And cut. Only for Doc. Yep. I mean, that's also why Could they tell right. you to do 10 and 2 on the wheel, because if you cross over, you wind up with your arm in your face if the airbags go off. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's, I didn't realize that's why. Yeah, that's, that's, you're avoiding the airbag when you hold the steering wheel like that, because the airbag's in that center console. We're huh. learning so much today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This no. is an episode about cars. Yeah, yes. that I yeah. definitely got from my driver's ed training was, you know, don't ever do the crossover, don't ever do whatever, because if your airbag goes off, you're going to break your face with your arm. Like, well, before, before we get too far off track, too did, late, did everybody have to learn when doing uh, when doing driver's ed, did everybody have to learn how to parallel park? No. Nope. Because that was not a requirement for me. Nope. Technically, Never. Technically. I, I cheated the parallel parking because it was like back up in this space or pull into this space and back up in that space. And that was my parallel parking. <laughs> See, I had to do 90 degree backing into a parking spot that was just isolated. Like if I hit something else, it would be the woods and I would lose. And, and I don't know why that 
that was on my Minnesota. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, Minnesota was, cares. That was on my test, and the only time I've ever done ninety degree backing right in my life was on my driver's test. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell is ninety degree backing? You you pull forward and then you ninety degree back. It's it's a ninety degree turn into a parking spot, oh. so that when you're leaving, you can just drive out. And I just pull through the parking spot like a sane person. Just <laughs> <laughs> like I find a parking lot where there's two spots, or I just back out of the parking spot like everyone else. But I try to yeah. always avoid hitting a zombie that's crawling on the road for sure. Yeah, that too. And I I will say that even though it's not a requirement here in California to learn how to parallel park for you to pass your driver's test, it should be before you. Move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, Ella, you learned to parallel park by necessity. This is the Mad Max of parallel parking out For here. Sure. But sure. before we get too far, it's too late. Now. It's, it's too late. late. Yeah, yeah, right. Bring it all yeah. the way back around. <laughs> now that we've gone off the rails, it's time to get back on track. We have a quick announcement for you guys. You gotta warn me for these. <laughs> didn't have to learn to parallel park. I didn't get a warning for this. Like, come on, California, come on. Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there's no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. Although they do tell you when exactly we go live, so wink. <laughs> so hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Yeah, we love hearing your guys' comments down below, so thank you guys so, so much to everybody who's done so. And like ESPN, we have many a channel, all of them with varied content. Highly recommend the animation channel. A lot of good stuff there. It's almost like we live on that one. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, yeah, let's talk this episode. Um, I want to start off at the very top before uh, before the team goes their separate ways. Uh, because I feel like it's a really good sort of lean in into both storylines. Um, you know, everybody decides that, okay, first things first, we need to go to the bakery and find out what's been happening to the biscuits. And that's when we split up and we get Doc and George going uh, to to trail um, to see where Dante, you know, to to follow the trail back to. Altura. I almost called it Zona. <laughs> oh, I mean, I it's mean, kind of Zona the spinoff. Yeah, Zona Junior. Zona two point yeah. Junior. If you no. rearrange the letters of Zona, you get Altura. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just had this moment. You know that gift with the woman and there's calculus all around her face? Like, I just had one of those moments where I tried to do it and went, wait. But where did the Z go? The Z can be whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, they're they're heading to go presumably go save Dante and appear at his trial and ensure he gets a fair trial. Uh, and the, the rest of the gang goes off to, in search of this bakery. And I just really want to highlight really quick Murphy's interactions with the rest of the team. Because Murphy's come a long way from the person who was being, you know, experimented on at the, the turn of the world, at the turn of the apocalypse. And he's come a long way. And I kind of wanted to gauge your guys' thoughts on uh, how far he's come so far this series. He's gone from being reluctant baggage to being the king of the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Self-appointed at times, <laughs> but nonetheless. 
instead of reluctantly jumping into things, he just charges, yeah. as we saw in the bakery. Just no fear. I need another clip, Warren. We'll go this way. He's grown up so much. Yeah. yeah that surprised me and confused. I, I had to think. I was like, when was the last time I saw Murphy with a gun, using it, not hiding, and actually charging? for Like, Warren was like, I'll let you have this. He's, and he did. He's grown up so much this season. Yeah, even even at the top, uh, at this top, in the cold open, he's not being told, "Hey, we got to go this way." He's putting on his gloves and he's like, "Hey, this is this place is my livelihood." He doesn't have to be anywhere in this apocalypse right now. He's not being dragged to Zona. He's not being dragged to a facility in California. There's nowhere he needs to be right now. And, you know, the only person who he would be chasing towards was Lucy, and she's sadly gone. So Limbo sort of a, the perfect place for him, and the thing that he needs in order to keep it running is these biscuits. So it's really cool to see him very much just kind of roll with the crew and be like, yeah, okay, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do to get it done. Well, at this point, these are his people. Warren more so than most people, but nonetheless, like, this is his crew. I don't think he'd be so willing to roll out with literally anybody else. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like he started out on one end of the spectrum being the reluctant prisoner who got experimented on and then went a little crazy with Murphy Town, <laughs> like, took it to the other extreme, and now he's just dialed it back to just the right amount of crazy. And that's yeah. what we need in this apocalypse. Z Vegas. Yeah. For it's, sure. It's kind of interesting, too, if you think about, like, in Murphy Town, him controlling everybody and whatever, all of that, and now seeing that in a way they kind of control him. It's like it's it's more than a bond that's specifically in his favor now. I think at this point, yeah, if that makes sense, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, it's something that connection has actually helped him empathize with people in a way that I don't think he ever did mm-hmm. uh, before the apocalypse. He always seemed, and he's still always going to be Murphy, always slightly in it for himself. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's come a long way. Yeah, well, uh, he didn't used to have a direct line to people's brains. That's true, and uh, and now he has more than one in more <laughs> than one way. I I also want to point out. Uh, there's a little bit of shipping fodder in this episode. Like he hops onto the motorcycle with Warren, and then yeah, they're they're basically paired up throughout the majority of the episode. He even has a say anything moment. Not not with her, <laughs> mind you, but he does hold a boombox outside of someone's room. Oh, that was hilarious. And yeah, let's go ahead and jump to the last moment that they have together. Um, he's you know basically telling her, "Hey, take care of yourself." Uh, I don't want to have to, you know, drag my my butt all around America again to save you. And well, you might have to do that, but pick a color. Like, yeah, that was cute. Aww, reluctant love. <laughs> I, yeah. I have to ask, what was your reaction when uh, he's walking away and she says, I love you too? I did, I did the aww. I did that noise. <laughs> and then my boyfriend looked at me like, what? Because my headphones were in. And so it didn't kind of for him. Uh, but no, I thought that was a really sweet, endearing moment. Because I don't think they've said it yet. No. And to be fair, Murphy still hasn't. But <laughs> yeah, to, for them to finally say it in season five after all they've been through. And just the nose nods that they do to each other and everything. Just like, yeah, this is where we are. I love you too. So sweet. You red demon. <laughs> <laughs> we screamed in unison. Yes. I believe that. In full on. 
same pitch, same amount of time. Like, yay. So I guess I <laughs> do to have, to, have to throw this out there. Do we think a Warren Murphy ship is endgame for the series? No, because no. he'll die. <laughs> He's already dead. <laughs> Again, for real. <laughs> Seems like mercied. Been there, done that. So is she, technically. She's kind of zombified, too. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, like, anyone who gives with Warren doesn't walk out the end of the season. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that kind of love. I think it'll Same. just be the deep bond that's formed mm-hmm. in life, and especially when you go through traumatic chapters of life with yeah. someone. in life and tragedy. Yeah. They do, I'll be sad. I mean, I like I want them to be happy, but I also agree that anything more in touches dies. <laughs> <laughs> she is a circumstantial black widow. It's terrible. <laughs> and he's her red spot. Aww. Aww. <laughs> what do you think, Katie? Do you think it has the making for end game sort of material? Um no. <laughs> I don't. Murphy's too selfish. Yeah, he's too selfish, and Warren's too... Uh, I, I she's got too much to do. to show yeah. that you can be a male and a female and be platonic friends. Yeah. I think you. that's great. Yeah, as And I feel like we had to reinforce that after we saw what happened to our other male-female platonic <laughs> duo this episode. The, uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh... Well, there are a couple. Uh, but, yeah, that's something I really... As much as I... 10K and Eddie. No, Dante. Dante. Yeah, I know. That's why I said, <laughs> I said there's a couple. couple. Oh. There are a couple. I heard that is they are. And I had this <laughs> no, moment of... No. Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> 10K and all his ladies, I told you. Right? <laughs> Just wait till the water keepers. <laughs> you put Jan in the pan this, but... <laughs> Well, the uh, talking about that, yeah, I have to kind of as happy as I am to go ahead and and you know sail that particular ship. I think it's more important, especially for a show like this that decided halfway through season one to make Warren the main character. I think it is important to you know to reinforce that hey, there can be not everything has to have a romantic end game. Like there can be a male character and a female character that have a connection that doesn't necessarily have to be romantic. Absolutely. That'd be much more powerful for the show than to, at the very end, be like, and they fall And then they kiss. And here's all of these red babies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't think Warren would be down for the uh, Tuesday orgies either. (laughs) You know, he does seem pretty content. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In his polyamorous relationships. He's good. They might surprise us all. (laughs) (laughs) knows but um but yeah so uh kind of going off of that as i mentioned Addie and 10k are also kind of paired up in this episode as they're exploring the bakery and i really appreciated their dynamic because it's been a long time since they've seen each other uh what did you guys uh think of their sort of kind of mutual bonding over mutual loss i loved that conversation because i feel like that's something especially in a lot of apocalyptic media that we don't really go into. It's like, oh, yeah, it's traumatic. They lost an insert body part here. But very rarely do they talk about the aftermath, living with it, learning to live with it. That's not something that you see a lot in media, and I really appreciated that. 
I thought it was powerful. I do agree with you. I had to watch it twice because the second time with subtitles just to make sure I caught everything he was saying because I sat there and I was like, is he really still complaining about his hand and not talking about Sarge at all? He's getting old. (laughs) He's getting really angry. And then he said that one line where in his dreams he can still hold her hands. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he could also have been talking about Red. He could have been talking about Cassandra. If He's He's lost a lot of people. (laughs) And that's why we played the pronoun game. You can interpret it however you like. I think kind of to go off of that, um, he's thinking about both because he, he mentions, you know, it's like a friend who's no longer there. You know, again, um, he has a lot of those. <laughs> he does. He has a lot of those. But I, I'm with you. I'm like, ah, you better be about Sarge. <laughs> she blew herself up for you. Mm. All you do is complain about your hand. <laughs> <laughs> so Michelle, you're like at the point of like, get over it. <laughs> your ship has to been torpedoed. <laughs> I, I don't. It's not about the ship. It's about him being an ungrateful little brat. <laughs> He's dealing with trauma. <laughs> and not acknowledging the reason he's still alive. It's fine. Nat, I love you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's 10K and he's fine. Yeah. I, Everything's super. I think it's both. I think um, like he's he's leaning more towards learning to live without his hand as sort of a distraction from the grief. In the same way that, you know, everybody in this show has to dive into one thing or another well, to deal with their Well, that's just the grief. realistic and mature response. <laughs> <laughs> Probably completely accurate. <laughs> well, War- but, Warren dives into the mission. Murphy dives into... Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I think I think everybody in this season has some kind of big, like, something that's worked for them great and then it just gets torn apart. So Warren is with her, you know man of her dreams on this farm or whatever and that gets torn apart Doc's gonna have a little romance later on torn apart 10k and his threesome thing or whatever <laughs> you know that's done his little love triangle yeah yeah a um, hexagon I just yeah. already I just already hurt for Doc instantly I know they say that like Doc doesn't have a romance once a season that ends poorly by the end of the episode come on yeah he does this a lot <laughs> I just want it to go well. Gosh, All the ladies, you just can't. You can't keep the ladies from dark. We just want our. We just want our characters to end up happy. Yeah. Evidently, you can keep the ladies from dark. It keeps happening. <laughs> well, uh, before we before we move on uh, and talk about you know the a good chunk of this episode because there's a lot to unpack with Doc and his storytelling. Um, before we do that, I do want to touch on the bakery really quickly yeah. because we get into a firefight with a couple interesting characters and <laughs> I love these idiots. I, yeah, I have to ask, what did you guys think of Gilly, Chili, Mum, and Skull, Scully for short? But that's longer. <laughs> I think that was the point where you fell in love with the characters because was, you were laughing so by hard. Far, my favorite line in the entire episode was just, but it's longer. <laughs> Keith delivered it perfectly. Pitch yeah. perfectly, too. Yeah. There, there were so many good little asides in this episode. The 10K going, El Camino. Like, <laughs> that was Keith. Was it? El Camino. That was, that was so, yeah. But, that there, was but there was that repetition afterwards. Uh, I, th- I think that was Murphy. Was it? It sounded awesome. like him to me. <laughs> I, I thought that was 10K just kind of going, El Camino. Like, do you know what that means? Do you know what that is? <laughs> Honey, you were raised in the woods. No, I think it was Murphy. 
I I loved um, the moment Murphy's doing his say anything moment. Yeah, he's giving the play by play <laughs> yeah. to yeah. everyone. I, I like how it took and, a little while for him to sunburn. It was just beautiful talker, almost zombie shenanigans, and it was great. And then the pull push thing with the door. <laughs> and then everyone's just watching it happen as he got bit. And, and they're like, just okay. like, yep, yep, that yep. probably <laughs> went exactly like we thought it would, but whatever. And I, I, while watching this, I was going, why don't they just mercy them and take what they, oh, even when talkers are that far gone, you can bring them back. Okay. I was like, why didn't Murphy just go in there? That's what I was thinking. He's immune to that. He had to do his boombox moment. Right. But he's, he's like, he's not I'm... immune anymore because that's how we lost Lucy. But he said in the in in limbo, he's like, "You're a meal, I'm not." To Doc, they don't, yeah. they don't bite him. That's the thing. He's, he's like, I have very See, important work science. to do. Yes, he's like, yeah. I've got very important work to do yeah. down here. And then mm-hmm. he held up the yep. boombox. Yeah. This is your problem. He's like, I I need to do a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help you. This is a family matter, yeah. so you guys can just yeah. Um, but I loved these guys. I loved seeing Burf- Murphy bake the biscuits. That was yeah. so cute. Um, their their really strong Canadian accents were adorable. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, here, dear, brother. They they were they were absolutely. Fantastic to watch, and uh, I hope we get to see more of them since they're going back to Limbo. I'm sure we'll wind up back at Limbo at some point. We're going to have to touch base. Yeah. And I love so much. Who played Chili again? Uh, Chili was the writer, Colin. That's Um, so cool. Yeah, so he was the one with the the bowl cut. (laughs) Which he did for the show. And then Aaron, the guy that plays Scully, um, he was, he's on our crew, and... um, he he was in another sketchy skeezy, two other sketchy skeezy episodes. He's the one that uh, skeezy bit or sketchy. Oh. <laughs> He's that same guy. So oh, that's perfect. Play, we got to play with a lot of our um, either our regulars or our our crew this time around. That's nice. pretty great. Well, yeah, because skeezy was one of the founding fathers. <laughs> yes, he was. Of course. Let's <laughs> talk about sketchy and skeezy. But first, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. It's the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. It helps keep the lights on. It helps keep us here at this table. So guys, if you haven't already done so, go to iTunes, leave a comment. Five stars. It would be great. Thank you guys so, so much. We love you. Uh, so yeah, Let's talk sketchy and skeezy. It's been so long since we've seen them. I'm so happy. <laughs> American history at its finest. <laughs> and I, I went through, and when we got to the credits, and it was the also featuring bit, I went through and looked up those actors, and several of them were, I was one other person in one other episode of Z Nation, but Lincoln and Hamilton were both, yep, first credit. I'm like, mm-hmm. congrats, you got your SAG cards. Mm-hmm. Speaking lines. Yeah, well... Lincoln, as we mentioned before, um, Matt Davidson, he played Lincoln, and he also played the um, the Lincoln reenactment zombies in, what was it, season one? Is that what we That's decided so it was? That's so perfect. And multiple other zombies as well. So he's, he's like, a great um, friend of the show. Like, he's <laughs> always there. Always. You said he was the tanning bed zombie, yeah? He's also the tanning bed zombie with the... That one. <laughs> the uh, brawless zombie. <laughs> yeah. So what was the highlight of this road trip for you? The high one? <laughs> oh, it's funny when she does it, but you yell at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so many. 
um, hit, hitting the zone. <laughs> like, so, so going back and like filming it and then watching it are just two totally different things, right? So, so when we're filming it, the airbags are, are inflating at this rate, like. <laughs> so I was like, there's no way this is going to look like we actually. <laughs> there's no way. So I was really, really happy to see that play off. And then, like, um, you know, Russell, just hanging out with Russell, to be honest, was like my favorite part because we were just like, he was making me break so much because comedy is his thing, right? And there's like, there's the beginning scene where I throw my coat in the back. And I did it a couple times, and I'm like, oh, he's getting pissed. He's getting pissed <laughs> off because I kept hitting him on accident. <laughs> he's getting pissed off. And then I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I keep hitting you with that. And he's like, no, keep doing it. <laughs> great. Keep going. I'm like, but you look so mad. And he's like, no, it's perfect. <laughs> so just working with him, like all his little uh, little gems that he would add here and there, he'd come up with great suggestions for some ad lib stuff. And there was a lot of stuff that we didn't, like, didn't get to uh, – to put in there, you know, that we, that we recorded. So, um, when, like what? Well, so when George is like immediately stoned in the car, um, <laughs> like I was supposed to be like mega tangled up in the seatbelt. And, so, <laughs> and so I'm just like, I'm, I'm going through phases of like exploring the car and then realizing, Oh, doc needs my help. <laughs> so I, I actually at one point reached, and this was a really old musty, nasty car. I reached into the side of the seat cause my weapons oh, no. were all over the place and I pulled out this ancient piece of gum. Oh, no! Still in a wrapper. Still in a wrapper. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> So that didn't make it. Oh, Shout out to the podcast <laughs> listeners. Yeah. That didn't make it. There was, a, there was a moment where I was trying to explain something to Doc. And I was like, hey. <laughs> just walk away, whatever. So we we just had so much fun, and Jared Briley, the director for the episode, is like the most mellow person in the entire planet. He's wonderful. He's so wonderful, and just working with him, it was like it, it was really just like we were hanging out. It, it was. It didn't feel like a day of work. It didn't feel like a day on set. It just felt like a day of hanging out with your friends, doing stupid stuff, and it was really really great. That's so cool. That must be a really nice change of pace too, because the production schedule for the show is so so quick. Yeah. Yeah, um, everybody else had to work. <laughs> it's like a paid vacation day. Sucks for them at the bakery. <laughs> um, like, uh, yeah, Russell and I just got to, we we shot one day. That's it, one day, and then our body doubles were in the car for various random angles the rest of the time. That was, that was about it for us. Nice. Yeah, Sketchy and Skeezy did all the work. <laughs> it was great. But also, I uh, want to throw out uh, kudos to our art department for, honestly, all of these set decks for the last like several episodes have just been outrageous. But this this bakery, the powder everywhere, the, yeah. yeah, like the bones of blood. It was they're amazing. I didn't know any of that was happening. The kitchen cool aid going on its own yeah. with what looked like a dough hook. Yeah, and the, the, don't the start with a dough hook. Nutcracker for the head. Yeah, that, yes. that was funny. What? I think one of my favorite visuals in the entire episode was when Murphy's half of his face is covered with mm. the the powder, and so it's just this red and white. I shouted Two Face. That was another moment that scared <laughs> Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Watching things with headphones. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the twisty. Yeah. I know. I know the OG car, um, comic doesn't have a mustache, but it just kind of felt like that evil villain. Like a, a little yeah. bit of a snidely whiplash yeah. mustache going on, just a little bit. Um, I mean, we're leaning into the Lucifer thing so hard, we're almost horizontal. So, <laughs> um, so let's. You mentioned sketchy and skeezy. I never thought that. I knew that they would always come back, but I never thought that we'd get to see them in a doc reenactment sort of episode. Well, it's not the first time they've been involved in politics. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why they were the perfect choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, guys, what was your favorite part of this whole uh, (laughs) creating the Constitution sort of civics lesson that Doc is giving us? Abe Lincoln being both Statler and Waldorf. (laughs) Just... I had to ratify a whole 13th Amendment for it. Oh, we should pass that now. What is it? Abolishing slavery. Like, I just, every time Abe Lincoln popped up and just threw shade, I loved it. Yeah, and then the good shoot me at the end. Yes! (laughs) It was perfect. Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. It's only been like a century. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Uh, (laughs) I really, really enjoyed all of Abraham Lincoln's moments, too. I also enjoyed Benjamin Franklin coming in (laughs) with his kite and then making fire with with his glasses and then just rolling their eyes. And then the cut to later where what happens in Paris stays in Paris, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was gross. Yeah. That was gross. <laughs> and she's just really ripping into Ben Franklin. <laughs> uh, ben Franklin, if you like, that's one of the things I love about history is if you look into certain things, you're like, oh, wow, Ben Franklin really had a reputation back in the day. Yeah. He was uh whew. he was a man <laughs> who did some good things and other things <laughs> and had a lot of privilege History for children. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I think that was a pretty like Washington from what I understand was like do I I really have to do this? Like <laughs> I don't want to be the president. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. initially asked him to be king, and he yeah. went, yeah. <laughs> We've made this mistake already. Yeah. Let's, let's not. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not. So I love that it was just, it was, I mean, uh, sketchy and skeezy are going to be like laissez-faire, whatever, all the time. But <laughs> he was yeah. just like, yeah, it's real sad that. Here, pick 10. Pick 10 for the bill. <laughs> I love the, the Zona shout-out, actually, too. Like, the disclosing alien yeah. <laughs> yeah. technology. Uh, pick whatever you think is best. <laughs> just the top 10. <laughs> yeah. I, I think my favorite part was when they were uh, creating the Bill of Rights, uh, switching the order. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. okay, freedom of speech first. We don't want to seem like a bunch of gun nuts. <laughs> we should put something in there about a well-armed militia because Samuel Adams <laughs> Once a blunderbuss. Like, yep. I laughed so hard because that's when I realized it was a whiteboard. Skeezy <laughs> <laughs> just wrote it with an Expo marker militia. Oh my god! How did you think about that? I'm <laughs> it was, it was a whiteboard 
with fancy writing. Oh man, <laughs> that he just scribbled on. And I was like, that's how it happened. Oh, oh my gosh. god, yeah. I, I didn't even oh. think about that with the arrow. Like, oh, we're switching the order. <laughs> he, started, oh he started writing on it, and I was like, oh. And I love the sheer amount of beautiful political shade that we had here. That just the the politics and history part of this was so well executed. Mm-hmm. Because for younger viewers, for people who may not have gotten this in school, or if you're like me and you never really did well in civics class, this was a really, really good reminder of, okay, I picked up on this stuff in school. And for the adults in our lives, I've kind of got the Venn diagram going on here. It's a really good refresher on, hey, no, this was the point of all this. This was how it came about. And Z Nation has never really been shy about its political leanings, especially this season, but even in former ones. And so this was a really good reminder right about now about what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were supposed to be. Right. And everything was really funny and lighthearted until the last bit of the car ride when they were talking about (laughs) the rights of the people and humans and talkers and... Just that that conversation, and then the the shot of the the board. I took a picture of it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, we haven't actually talked about the thing yet, oh, the and we need law. to. Yeah, we do need to talk about that. Oh yeah, no, sure. we paused it, backed it up, and read yeah. through those because yep. we just talked Michelle, about. Michelle, do you want to read them off? Please oh, yeah. do. So, the the sign that just flashed by that was hung up says martial law now in effect no groups over five may form in public no firearms at any time looters will be shot due process will be waived no filming or recording no feeding the talkers no transporting hiding or aiding failure to report signs of talkers will result in becoming a talker so this is repealing first amendment second amendment fifth i believe is the right not to incriminate yourself in court the right to a defense uh cruel and unusual punishment like yeah yeah basically dismantling everything that's meant to protect us from our government yeah what what is interesting about that too and to me this whole like stone history thing is that the person who wrote the constitution for numerica has never read (laughs) the constitution like what (laughs) this is amazing women should have the right to vote to what (laughs) i never did I really did like that it was a crash course for George as well. Yeah. Though, yeah. Like, so to speak. I mean, that's kind of how we started this car trip. Yeah. But that she's going into this now with a better idea and a motivation that isn't just specifically, I want to keep my friend from getting killed. I want to mm-hmm. do this new country. It's, okay, now we know the why. Yeah. And I feel like that is going to affect her motivation going forward. Yeah, and knowing your rights is really important. When you want to defend yourself, it's super important. Like, that's, I mean, our criminal law classes are basically the the Constitution Bill of Rights. That's what you learn. And in some case, history, but it's all based off of that. Yep. And now we we need to talk about this final moment. Yeah. Um, Because... Dante doesn't get a fair trial. No, he does not. No. No, and and unfortunately, it it was originally a very different ending. Not not very different. He still soups dead. But <laughs> spoiler alert! I guess. <laughs> if you're watching this, I assume you imagine that you would be getting some spoilers. Um, <laughs> if they're watching this and they haven't seen the episode, that's on them. Right? Yeah, yeah. We've done this for five seasons. They know what we're about. <laughs> Figure it out. Hi, audience. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it, it originally, um, it was just a bunch of scheduling conflicts, unfortunately, that, that kind of changed the ending. Originally, you very much saw who killed Dante. <gasps> and originally, Whoa. you know, Lodric, the, the militia guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he was there. He was supposed to be there. And um, Zach actually had another scene prior to his death. Oh. Um, so there, there were a couple things that just from scheduling conflicts we, we couldn't make happen. And uh, Zach actually came back to shoot his head in a trash can, basically, like the day before his wedding. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> so he's like, wow. he's like, let's do this real quick. And I got to bounce. But his <laughs> wedding was in Washington. So it wasn't like he, you know, he was, he was like, I got to get back to L.A. like immediately. Um, but it was like, oh, we're so grateful that you, you did. But when I'm filming it. I'm looking at an empty trash can <laughs> and they're telling me what's going to happen in that trash can. And so I was responding to what I thought was happening in that trash can. It wound up being a little bit different. So, and there was like a, a lot of stuff there that got cut out as well, but um, all in all, obviously a huge moment for George. Uh, definitely a moment that uh, she needs to have. And then also now it's like, okay, what kind of person is she going to choose to be after this? How is she going to handle that? And then not having Warren there, I think, was significant because up until now, George has relied on Warren to pick her up and tell her what to do every single step of the way. And now it's Doc, and he's like, do you. <laughs> right? yeah. Like, that's his kind of yeah. George, no more training wheels. George right. has been a leader, but the second, you know, her, her, the person who saved her came back into her life, she's been very much uh, going in that mentor-mentee sort of dynamic. And yeah, removing Warren from that, she has to step up again. Yeah, well, Warren is the adultier adult. That is literally what I was just going to say. <laughs> hey, it's like we're related. Give <laughs> <laughs> me to it. <laughs> I think probably my my favorite moment of the episode is when she puts on Dante's glasses. Yes. Yeah. More screaming. Different kind of screaming, but more <laughs> screaming. That was, uh, Zach and I talked about it because I was like, you know, I want something of yours because everybody takes everyone's handkerchief or something. And yeah. like, they always have their freaking kerchief, which is apparently a necessity <laughs> in the apocalypse. And I was like, bro, I want your glasses. <laughs> yes. And, and he's like, well, let's try them on. So he, uh, you know, tossed them on me in, in limbo when we were hanging out there. And he's like, took a bunch of pictures. And you're like, yep, <laughs> that's perfect. That's what you wear. Oh, but yeah. No, they looked amazing. It's it's awesome. It was it was like a really fun moment. But, but I didn't have the foresight to think, oh, now I have these from now on. <laughs> So I have to like there are scenes where we have to like tape them to my shirt because I'm running and they're like <laughs> you get one of those like old is. grainy glasses chains yeah just... yeah I sh- <laughs> opportunity missed jeez uh, Zach should have had one can you imagine the character difference oh that would have been <laughs> so perfect just like the little Suddenly. fake pearl ones yes. with the, uh, my beautiful. grandmother gave me these yeah so lovely both parts <laughs> um so uh, let's we we are running short on time. So really quick, let's go ahead and dive into some predictions for next week. After Buzz TV predictions. Well, we know we're going to a farm, and we know we have Pandora. So I am predicting chaos. Like uh, that's pretty much all I have. We've we've removed Jan and the Pan from the equation. So now it's just this. I second that. I think if anyone somehow didn't get the fact that Pandora is a bad chick <laughs> from from first sight, they'll <laughs> kind of have that confirmed. <laughs> she licked a man's ear? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a 
thing. And Billie Jean Girl says, does George's jacket not have pockets? <laughs> have you ever tried to fit sunglasses in a jacket pocket? They don't stay. Oh, yeah, and you break them. I don't yeah. Like them. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably does, but you, you want them visible. Um, did mine have holes in it? Well, first of all, they're <laughs> women's pockets. So. <laughs> let's, Yikes! Let's be real. That's they're, the thing. They're tiny pockets. <laughs> so you could fit a monocle in them, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, so, yeah, do you, is there anything else you want to say about the episode uh, before we wrap up for the evening? Well, you didn't finish your predictions. Did everyone <laughs> make a prediction? We did, did you? Yeah. I did not because I didn't watch the promo for next week. <gasps> but Megan also knowing, predicts chaos. Knowing that Pandora is coming back, I feel like an evil monologue is in our future. Oh, I Interesting. hope so. I hope so. Interesting. I hope, she, I hope we get the full villainous reveal of like, yes, it was me, and now Altura is under my control. Yeah. At the halfway point of the season? Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wow. I, I think one thing we didn't talk about is uh, Addy and Tin K switching their signature weapon for oh, yes. a second, which, it, or like, uh, I think Tin K made a step in this episode where he realized, ah, if I base this on something else, now I can use the weapon this way. Mm-hmm. So it's just him, I don't know. Whatever metaphor it was, you want their to combat it was, sense yeah. was so good. Teamwork, yeah. well-oiled machine. Yeah, <laughs> as Warren and Murphy are firing at the same time, you move past yeah. your trauma by coming together yeah. with the people who care about you. And the parallelism of the "Hey, oh, are you my. okay?" Yes, mm-hmm. I love it. Beautiful, so good. So good. Well, Katie, thank you again so so thank much you. for joining us tonight. Thanks. Yeah, it's been great. Where can really people? Thank you. <laughs> Where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Uh, on Instagram, the KDO, and it's K A T Y. And uh, on Twitter, OK the KO. And if you find my Facebook, I, I don't, I don't mess with it. So. <laughs> Fair enough. You found a forgotten land. Yeah, yeah. So Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. that's where to go. Michelle, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Colin. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I also do an Overwatch podcast called On The Point. And I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. Thank you again, Katie, for joining us. We will see you all next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 